Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans, this is episode 12, Rocking the Manning Cast. This week we have some new developments to discuss. Interviews have surfaced which provide a glimpse of what we can expect moving forward, including the much-hyped Manning Cast. In addition, later in the show, I will be joined by Let's Talk XFL contributor Brian Roth. Brian and I will discuss potential players for the Player Combine in June. So let's get to it. First and foremost, during Monday night's Manning cast of the Arizona Cardinals and Los Angeles Rams game, XFL co-owner Dwayne The Rock Johnson was a guest. During The Rock's second quarter segment, the topic of the XFL was brought up. For those who did not have an opportunity to tune into it, here's the clip. Hey, Dwayne, we got some exciting stuff coming up with the XFL. Uh, yeah. You're part of the ownership group. Tell us what we can expect from the XFL. Man, I, I cannot wait. I'm so excited about the XFL. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, we want to create a league of culture, a league of opportunity, a league of passion. And, you know, this is, you know, I, I use the term uh, mana often. And mana is a Polynesian word that, that's spirit. Uh, it's the it's the thing that lights up your skin with goosebumps when you're feeling something, and there's such a great feeling and momentum and mana behind this league, and I think it's a reflection of our of our ownership. You have myself, uh, you have Danny Garcia, my longtime business partner, who was with me down at University of Miami on the crew team. She's a badass. She's also made history, becoming the first woman to be a pro football uh, a pro league owner. And we have Jerry Cardinal, who you guys may be familiar with. He has done a tremendous job over the years of building these billion dollar sports uh, franchises and businesses and you know as you guys know you have a love and a passion for the game of football man I love football and my dream in the NFL making it to the NFL that dream never came true so for me this is a real full circle moment uh, for me and for Danny because it's you know, you work, I worked so hard down at University of Miami to make it, and I didn't make it. But now, years later, to be able to be the owner of the XFL, uh, a league that we've galvanized great, great leadership teams, um, uh, great organization, a lot of passion. But to be able to, I think, create opportunities for players to play the game that they love, play the game that we love, uh, pay their bills, take care of their families, uh, and keep their dream alive. Man, it's a, it's a full circle moment for me. So we have some pretty exciting announcements coming up here, maybe in about two, three weeks. Uh, I think you guys are really going to love and enjoy. And, um, and, 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 I, and I cannot wait. And I got to tell you, you know, as, as, as an XFL owner, um, my number one goal and my number one priority will be always be the player and to take care of the players and create these opportunities for them. So I can't wait, man. I love it. What do you guys think? What's your perspective on it, by the way, in the XFL and just and another opportunity, right, for players? Because I know you guys are, are players. You're all about the players. You always have been. Well, look, it's a great thing you're doing because there's a lot of players out there that don't get that shot to the NFL, and we never hear about them, right? The chance to develop players for NFL teams to be able to go down and watch film of the XFL. It's a great thing you're doing, and uh, so congratulations. I'm excited about it. The much-anticipated appearance did not live up to fans' expectations. 
At minimum, it provided the league with an opportunity to share with millions of viewers and football fans a free moment to talk about the league. In addition, it gives clarity for further announcements. DeWayne mentioned there will be an announcement in two to three weeks. If you recall his Christmas Eve announcement, XFL ownership will be announcing cities and its broadcasting agreement soon. So now we keep our attention set on the first and second week of February. Then, on January 13th, former professional football player turned pro wrestler and rapper A.J. Francis, also known as Top Dalla, was a guest on Muscle Man Malcolm. The 31-year-old had a five-year National Football League career that included stints with the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, Seattle Seahawks, and the Washington football team. During the interview, Muscleman Malcolm asked Francis about the possibility of playing in the XFL in 2023. And here is the clip. And uh, also looking at your career right now so far, I mean, you played in the NFL, and I know you're a big fan of The Rock. XFL, mm-hmm. 2023, is that something that you would actually want to be a part of? I mean, let me say this. Do I think that I could play in the XFL and dominate the XFL? Absolutely. Go watch the tape. My last game in the NFL, I had six tackles as a nose guard. I would like to know the list of nose guards that have had six tackles in a game since I got out the NFL. I guarantee you it's not long, right? So let me just talk the actual factuals of the situation. Um, But I'm also, I'm 31 years old. Football is a young man's game. You feel what I'm talking about? So, like, could I do it? Yeah, but do I want to go back to what my body felt like when I was playing in the NFL? Not really. No, not that. Not that. Not that I've. Now that I've not felt like that for three years. Like, yeah, yeah no, nah, I feel pretty good now. Like, I've, I, I don't want to go back to waking up having to soak my legs and back every morning just to get loose. I don't, I'm not. I'm. I'm off that now. You know what I'm saying? Like, because even when I was, people ask. Whoa, well, you were in wrestling. Like, you get hurt doing that. You got to realize, like, this is going to shock a lot of people, but wrestling ain't real. Francis was asked about the possibility of playing in the XFL and straight up said no. He is now on the easy path and is focused on being a fake athlete and rapper. I do not mean to be disrespectful, but Francis has not played in a regular season National Football League game since the 2017 season and has not played in any other league since then. He is nearly five years removed from being in football playing shape. I am not at all surprised he has no desire to return to the gridiron, because if he had any interest at all, he would already have either played in the Alliance of American Football, XFL, or one of the arena football leagues. It is evident that he no longer has the passion or desire to play professional football. Back on January 17th, KHON2 of Hawaii reported former Houston Roughnecks head coach June Jones is interested in returning to the sidelines at the University of Hawaii. Instead of me putting words into Jones' mouth, hear it for yourself. Here is a segment. Yeah, well, it's heartbreaking to see what the condition of the program is right now, and that's why I'm interested in even talking uh, with, with Dave and talking with whoever's making the decisions. And Hopefully I get that opportunity to do that. Uh, but it's a unique situation that that uh, I've done one time, and I know I can do it again. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully I'll get an opportunity to do that. The formula is the formula that we use that I copied from Dick Tomey, and that's why we won. In fact, Dick is one of the most successful coaches here myself. And we both, I mean, I copied him when I got here. So 
whoever they hire needs to look closely at what that formula is and then copy it again. And, you know, it, it's it's a tragedy that we're, we are where we are. Uh, and there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes with the stadium, and all different other kind of things and that need to be dealt with. So it's going to be a big job, whoever gets it. It is no surprise that June Jones is concerned about the Hawaii Warriors football program. After all, he spent nine seasons as their head coach. Of those were seven winning seasons. For me, the shocking thing is, after Jones' success leading the Roughnecks and publicly voicing his desire to return to the XFL, that he is still a free agent. If you recall, in Episode 2, I discussed the interview Jones did with Mad Dog Sports Radio. He was a fabulous XFL ambassador and stated that he wanted to return to the league in 2023. At this point, there is no reason to believe we will see Jones return to the XFL. I have previously stated I believe Jones should be rehired by the XFL. So it is of no surprise that I think this is a missed opportunity for the league. Also, on January 17th, former St. Louis Battlehawk safety Dexter McCoy Sr. made a post on his social media accounts. The 30-year-old announced his retirement for football. In his statement, he specifically thanked each of the professional teams he played for, including Kaka's Finest. Despite how much XFL Nation desires the league to resemble its 2020 form, it is developments such as these that are evidence that things will be different come 2023. As I have previously mentioned, I will now be joined by Brian Roth to discuss potential skill position players we would like to see invited to the XFL Player Combine in June. Welcome back to the show, Brian. Thanks for having me back, Mike. It's always a pleasure. I understand you have prepared a list of skill position players that you would like the XFL to consider offering an invitation to the Players Combine in June. Brian, the floor is yours. When researching this list, a couple things did come to mind. First off, the potential options out there are boundless. Because, in my opinion, the XFL should look at practice squad players in the NFL who are looking to play and prove themselves. And they've really gotten a shot to do so. FCS, HBCU, D2, D3 players that are out there that are probably not getting looks just because of where they play. And also, I was thinking, and more, this list will probably more reflect NFL veteran that has played a little bit in the league, that's probably in free agency right now, is going to have trouble picking up a team and could probably benefit from playing in the XFL to sort of showcase their skills so they can probably earn a contract in the NFL later on. And that's sort of where I based my list for all of this, is more like the, the latter mention that I have of those type of players. I can always start a quarterback. Go ahead. Uh, one of the names that I wrote down, we already talked about, that was Peterman. He was sort of fit, in my view, the Landry Jones-type quarterback that the XFL had before, who was a uh, player that played a little bit, sort of made his living as a backup at places. So that sort of occupies that uh, area. He's also only 27, I believe, 27, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Going to the XFL for somebody like Peterman could be a chance for him to show out a little bit and potentially earn a backup spot somewhere else. To sort of go through my other list of quarterbacks on the list, I did have Blake Bortles. He is a little bit on the older side. He's been around the NFL for a while. 
my opinion is that a quarterback like him probably would be a good fit for the XFL because if anything, I like to have a couple of veteran presences in a locker room that could sort of tell younger players how to sort of be professional players. I think Boodles could fit that role. I had former St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback, Jordan Tamu on the list. Josh Rosen would be a good example of a quarterback I would like to pursue. And then just sort of to humor myself and show my bias towards Buffalo sports, I threw Tyrod Taylor on the list. He could also fit the Blake Bortles sort of role. It's going to cost a little money, but it could be something to keep an eye on. To be fair, I think he's a serviceable backup in the NFL. So I don't even know if he'd be available. But yes, he's a legitimate option to play quarterback. But I just don't see him leaving the NFL anytime soon. It all depends. I think a lot of players that I've listed now that I'll list later, they're free agents now or slated to be free agents. And if the combine's in June and they haven't picked up a team, it could be something worth looking at. Sure. So what quarterbacks did you have in mind, uh, Mike? I try to stay away from anybody that had already previously played in the XFL because I believe that those are obvious. So I have a short list here first of seniors in college that I believe should have a look or at least receive an invitation if they do not get drafted. I believe I'll start with Stenson Bennett, the Georgia Bulldog that just won the national championship. He's only five foot 11. So I don't really see an NFL team going after him because he's under that stereotypical six foot marker. I mean, I know some people have been successful, but when you look at it, he only had 29 touchdowns and under 3000 yards passing but he did have a very high QBR. I also have Bailey Zapp from the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. He balled out this year, threw for just shy 6,000 yards. He had 62 touchdowns and only 11 interceptions and had the fifth highest quarterback rating in all of college. And he stands at six foot one and 220 pounds. Lastly of the college, I have Jake Bentley out of South Alabama who's ideal six foot four, 225 pounds. He threw for just under 2,500 yards, but he did have a pretty good QBR at 151 and change. And he had under 10 interceptions. And each one of these quarterbacks actually were not sacked that many times. We're about 20 or less. I'll move on to some of the other uh, former professionals or current professionals. I did put Johnny Manziel on my list. I think he's just that journeyman, and he's kind of an issue, but he is a talent at only 29 years old. I also have Blake Bortles on my list, who is currently 29, will be 30 when the league kicks off in 2023. I have Brock Osweiler, who's 31, will be 32 when the league kicks off. I have RG3, who is only 32, will be 33 if he's still looking. I have... Chad Kelly, that is Jim Kelly's nephew, who is supposedly a talent, but who just has some issues of trying to control himself. So maybe professional spring football would be a good avenue for him. He's only 27 years old. He'll be 28 when they kick off. I have Matt Barkley, who's only 31 years old. He'll be 32. I have Cam Newton on there because I don't see him getting a deal again. He just... Signed on with the Panthers there last minute. It literally did not work out. So I don't really see another avenue for him. And he's not all that old. I don't have his age. I also have Colin Kaepernick because for whatever reason, he likes to 
be pretty vocal about that he's available to play. The problem is I just don't see him signing on for a lower dollar amount that spring professional football would be offering. And he has been out of the game for a bit. He's 34, will be turning 35. Lastly, I have Dwayne Haskins because he just hasn't fit in anywhere, even though he's played with a Washington football team. And I believe lastly with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he's not even second fiddle there. And at 24, turning 25 before kickoff, I believe he's got a lot to prove. So those are my quarterbacks. That's a very eclectic list. Hearing Chad Kelly's name sort of brings back some memories of sorts. So I wasn't expecting that name. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a good mix, I would say, because you've mentioned some college names. And other than Stetson Bennett, I would say you mentioned quarterbacks from Western Kentucky and South Alabama sort of fits that part of the XFL, which I hope they sort of go towards the quarterbacks or the players that are from like those mid-tier or even lower divisional sides. I think Kaepernick is unrealistic, and as much as I am personally a fan of Cam Newton, I think Cam should just retire. I think he's done. I would not want him to sort of take any more hits than he already has. So I think retirement would sort of fit Cam a little bit better. But I do like a lot of the names that you have mentioned, and I think it sort of fit where I'm looking at. Running back-wise, I wrote down a couple names. As you'll find, a couple of these names that I wrote down are probably from my own personal bias and somebody that I recently remembered that were on the Bills. TJ Yeldon fits that role. Somebody I noticed it's a free agent now that I'm pretty sure is not linked to a team is Todd Gurley. He's 27 years old. He's not on a team as far as I know this year. If he's looking to play, he's still got a little tread left. I think this could be something for him. Carryon Johnson, who's had some success with the Lions. And another person in the Lions that used to play in Alabama, that's a name that I saw that was available, that Bull Scarborough. So a couple names that I sort of picked out from the ether for running backs. What running backs do you have, Mike? I do have two collegiate seniors that will be coming out. I have Charles Williams out of UNLV. He had a pretty solid season. And I also have Shamari Jones from Coastal Carolina. Obviously, these guys could get drafted in the National Football League, but if for some reason they don't, I would keep my eye on these two guys. I think they're going to be solid guys. As far as veterans, Todd Gurley is at the top of my list. He, like you mentioned, is 27 years old, will only be 28. I know he has some injuries, but there was some talk with several teams that were looking to bring him in, and for whatever reason, I don't know why he did not even make a practice squad for the National Football League teams. I also have Trent Richardson, who's only 31, will be 32 when they kick back off, and he's even had a history playing in the AAF. I also have Lamar Miller, who's only 30, will be 31. I have Chris Thompson, who's 31, will be 32. I have Jay Ajay, who's 28, be 29. He recently mentioned he is retiring from the NFL, but I think if somebody showed him some interest, He's also had some injuries or be a possibility. And then lastly, I really don't even know if this is a possibility, but he's bounced around so much. And even recently on two different squads this year, Le'Veon Bell, he's only 29. He'll be 31 just before kickoff in 2023. But I mean, he's turned into a journeyman. And for somebody that had a lot of talent, 
and had success in the National Football League, I would like to think that there is something still there left to offer, potentially for an XFL team. That is my list of running backs. And another quick name that I thought of as we're talking about this, it probably could fit more of the practice squad guy that would like to at least give more of a chance to prove himself. A guy in the Bills by the name Antonio Williams, who played once, I believe, in the NFL and had a scorching game against Miami in the last game of this 2020 season to deny the Dolphins a playoff spot. He was really good. And for whatever reason, he's sort of just been on the Bills practice squad, not really been doing much, but just that one game alone, something does tell me that, you know, I feel like he does deserve a shot, at least somewhat a little bit to sort of see if he is like legitimate running back of sorts. Good deal. My list of wide receivers, so I don't have as much as a big as a list as yours. I have four names down that sort of fit that veteran NFL player role. First one I had was John Brown. So I know him from obviously from the Bills. He's been around the league for a fair bit. This year, he sort of had trouble holding down a roster spot. I think ended up being released. He's had some injury issues recently, but I feel like he'll be a nice veteran presence within a locker room. Could be a good um, redemption story, too, though, too. I mean, that's exactly what this is all about, bridging the gap for players that either want to make it pro or were pro trying to still stay in the pro game. So, I mean, it, it could be a good redemption story. Yep. And a couple other names that I'll just rattle off in quick succession is Tyrell Williams, Devin Funches, and Dante Moncrief. And all of them have had successes in the past. For some reason, I'm wondering why Devin Funches doesn't have a team. All three of them can sort of be good veteran presences within the next NFL locker room. I will share that Devin Funches is on my list at 27 years old. I am also baffled as to why with all the teams that actually have really poor receiving cores in the National Football League, I am surprised that he is a free agent. So he's also on my list. I have Alshon Jeffrey, who's only 31 years old. I have Marquise Lee, who's 30. I have Des Bryant, who's only 33 years old. I have Golden Tate, who's 33 years old. And lastly, Riley Ridley, who is Calvin Ridley's younger brother. He actually only played about one season, only had just over 100 yards, but he was averaging around 15 yards per reception. So he actually looked pretty solid. I think that's a guy only 25 years of age, definitely deserves an opportunity in a league like the XFL. And that concludes my wide receiver list. How many tight ends do you have? I actually only have one collegiate tight end and one veteran. Okay, who are they? So I have Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. He is six foot four, 240 pounds. He, he amassed 912 yards and 12 touchdowns, I would likely think he's going to get drafted. But again, that's one of those smaller schools that sometimes it doesn't happen. So if he doesn't, he's that prototypical tight end that should be considered for the XFL. And then my veteran is Tyler Eifert at 31 years old. He has had a, a decent career. I mean, lastly, played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I can't believe he's not even still in the mix there. I'm familiar with a little bit with Eifert. He was a good player. I really liked him as a tight end, but one of the things that sort of was his downfall is that he was always on the treatment table. He could never stop being injured. So that was one of the things that I imagine would conspire against him to having a really solid NFL career, being one of the better tight ends in the NFL. 
He's one of the names that I've written down. The other two that I penciled in in the tight end area was Trey Burton. I even wrote down Eric Ebron because I believe he's been sort of playing second fiddle or so in Pittsburgh. And I believe he will be a free agent soon. And I think that would be a sort of quote-unquote name of sorts that you could add to the XFL that people might be interested in. That's the extent of my tight ends. Honorable mention, if this person really wants to play football again, the XFL can always try to bring back Calvin Benjamin or bring in Calvin Benjamin. The reason why I mentioned him as a tight end, because with the way his body type is now, I imagine that he would probably be more fit to be a tight end rather than a wide receiver. Old he is? Old enough to still be, I believe, be, to be considered to be playing football. Okay. But he's had his issues since leaving Carolina, going to Buffalo. And then this past year, I believe he tried to play again with the Giants. And I think he got cut pretty quickly in, in training camp with the Giants. Could be one of those reclamation projects that could be interesting for the XFL. Sounds good to me. Now, I did put one other guy on this list that is not from a skill position. It's just a name that I think the XFL needs to keep a close eye on because he got cut by the Cowboys. I believe he even went and was dealing with the Packers there for a little bit. Lastly, signed on at the very end of the season with the Giants, Jalen Smith. For whatever reason, he's had some injury issues and people don't believe he's quite back to the level he was playing at previously. At 26 years old, going to be 27 by the time the XFL kicks off. If he's not playing, I think that's somebody that should definitely get a sniff by the XFL. He should be given an opportunity no different than Todd Gurley or whoever has some injury issues just trying to prove their way back. At least have some veteran leadership, like you had mentioned with the quarterbacks. I think veteran mentorships are important, even if these guys are not starters. I believe it will be extremely important to mentor players. It's so valuable. That's why Joe Flacco is with the Jets. They traded away a draft pick not to start him, just to have a veteran guy help groom these younger quarterbacks. So that is what the league needs to be doing. It's not just finding whoever we can get. Let's find some veteran guys. Maybe it's not with the purpose of stardium. I know we had Matt McLoyne come to the New York Guardians, and in the end, he just really wasn't the better quarterback. But it doesn't hurt to have that guy if he coming in, knowing that he might have a chance at the job, but his main purpose is to be there to help mentor and bring the next guy up to speed. You could almost use the guy as a player-slash-quarterback coach. And what I liked about the McGloin thing, because you mentioned his name, was to every Matt McGloin, there was a Luis Perez. Yes, McGloin didn't necessarily look that great when he was playing for the Guardians. Luis Perez was definitely holding his own. I believe having a veteran presence within that quarterback room in the shape of a Matt McGloin was beneficial to Luis Perez. Like I said, I believe that veteran presence is necessary, especially if the ultimate goal of the XFL is to help develop players and maybe give them a shot or give them a look at NFL teams. You got to have some people that have been there before, have gone through the ropes of being a professional, and I think that will just benefit any new guy that's coming up from college, wherever they're coming from, to sort of learn how do I get my shot? How do I get to the big league on Sundays in the fall? It's a no-brainer for me. I agree 100%. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time to join me again to discuss potential players. 
Thank you very much for having me on, Mike. It's always a pleasure. And I look forward to being on here again, hopefully fairly soon. No doubt. Well, until next time, cheers. Cheers. In addition to Brian's opinion, several days ago, I posted a poll on Twitter to get your input on Georgia Bulldogs quarterback Stenson Bennett's playing future. Seeing the national champion is not of the prototypical National Football League height, standing at only 5 foot 11 inches. I asked, where will Stenson Bennett play next? The poll received 51 votes, with the Canadian Football League receiving 21.6%, the National Football League receiving 23.5%, the USFL receiving 31.4%, and the XFL receiving 23.5%. These results are very close. I believe Bennett's backstory matches perfectly with that of professional spring football, and the XFL would be fortunate to have him involved come 2023. As always, all good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. If you are interested in following Brian Roth, you can do so on Twitter at BrianRoth95. If you have not already done so, I ask that you take a moment to find our show on social media and give us a follow and like, as well as subscribing and rating on your platform of choice. I am still considering putting together a swag bag for those listeners who rate the show. So don't be a stranger. Hit me up and let me know what items you'd like to see included. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.